Welcome to episode 47. Kingdom Hearts Discussion of Auditory. I am your host, Jason Sohail, and I am joined by my good buddy, Scott. Hey, hey, what's shaking? What is going on, my friend? Starting with Kingdom Hearts Recoded, uh, the HD cinematics version of this, and that's how you have to say the title. You have to like you know do like the whole the the recola like uh, oh, jingle. I get it. <laughs> um, boy, Recoded. Let me tell you, uh, I don't I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about this game um, at all. <laughs> There's a reason why no one talks about it. Like it, it. It's like Bruno. No one talks about Recoded. And I see why. Yeah. Um, not to shake on the story or anything like that, but um, I don't feel very invested. Yeah, it's... Uh, so I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go over my reasonings. Before, before we go over my reasonings, I want to just make a note that as of now, as, as this recording, I have finally platinum every game in the 1.5 plus 2.5 uh disc oh wow you've yeah. really done asterisk A- asterisk asterisk because again you know, i couldn't get the actual <laughs> and someone else had to do the uh the ice cream beat for me but <laughs> everything else you know what i'll take it as i i helped platinum <laughs> that's right you did help platinum uh no the so i will say the crazy thing about uh birth by sleep because the last one i had to do was the critical mode so i did a critical run and i beat the final episode and i was like i still didn't get the trophy and i was like what is going on i was search 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 and then finally someone said oh you have to also beat the secret episode i'm like really like also the see like that's not part of the game so it was just well yeah so so. yeah yeah exactly yeah and i will say this the last the last boss and the uh, secret episode so much easier than Terrazarian or like I don't know why I thought it was harder uh, I don't know maybe because I played it once and I was I wasn't expecting the difficulty of the of that heartless to be so so much but like after like because I'm way under leveled like for this because like I literally uh, Ventus I beat his I beat his story like in five hours uh, wow yeah that's uh, really short right. Uh, Terra was my longest one with eight hours, and uh, Aqua was seven. Uh, and I was like, why was Terra so long? Because Terra does not have the Mickey uh, uh, D-Link. So you, you have to spend a little bit more I had to spend a little bit more time uh, leveling up his character while, like, Terra... Well, uh, Ventus and Aqua, I just blew through the game and, like, just let their levels, like, uh, naturally go up. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, uh... But I, I, I was happy about that. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Kingdom Hearts uh, Coded. Before we talk about the cinematics, I just 
because I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening uh, to this podcast probably never played the game. And I'm sure a majority of those are like me who never played the actual original game, yeah. which is coded. From what I understand, it was like a Japanese phone game first, correct? Yes, it was yeah. a Japanese mobile game. And like when I say mobile, I mean mobile. I don't mean smartphone because smart. Like, yeah, this, this was, was pre-smartphone. Yeah, this was pre-smartphone. So like because people actually had to play it with like... Because Re- Recoded was a DS game. Yes, Recoded and was a DS game. The DS was out before the iPhone ever came out. Right. Well, the, uh, I want to say this game came out after the iPhone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the original game, it was a eight-episode uh, episodic uh, game. So uh, what we're going to go over through is that we're actually going through the first six episodes. Um, but, yeah, like, so every few months in Japan, they'll be like, oh, hey, here's... Uh, a new Kingdom Hearts uh, coded game. You purchase it, download it on your uh, phone, like you know. And uh, they had a, sp- they even had a special mode because, uh, like, so in Japan they really like mobile games. Like that's why, like you know, like the DS, 3DS, and like uh, Switch. Those are like massive sellers, and like handheld will never go away in, in in Japan. If it was up to like the Westerners. There would be no uh, handheld market, but Japan still has that huge market. I'm glad for it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, I, I, I personally like handheld. Handheld, um, and they actually designed mobile phones to be like widescreen, uh, and like so they were actually like this game was actually designed for that. So, like, you remember those old phones, the Kickstarts? Yeah, yeah, like the Kickstarts of the Sidewinder or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it was exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, yeah, this was a... um, The only way to get these were if you were in Japan. I was not in Japan. And then then this eventually came to the DS. They packaged it all... Like, they packaged all eight episodes uh, together on the DS. And then the DS also had this... Uh, this street pass like system because you know street pass wasn't a thing back then but still you had to like keep the game running and then when you passed people who also had the game running you would get like special clothing items but this is where you would like actually enjoy it all those like designs yeah those are all like the theatrism uh designs yeah so that's funny story about that is yesterday um uh Square released an article about the origins of theatrhythm. Yeah. And they specifically mentioned that they got the design idea for the characters from Kingdom Hearts Coded. Hearts. Yeah. Recoded, yeah. Yes. Uh, because, like, I remember when I first saw Theatrhythm, I was like, hey, that's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, literally, I was like, this is the same design. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, and they then, like, and that design that. eventually got, went into the. I, I believe one. Uh, Gosh, I watched. A, they did a live stream bef- earlier this month before the game came out, or late last month. Yeah, and someone that has worked, someone that is like one of the head directors for Theatrhythm right now for Final Barline. Yeah, works on the Kingdom Hearts games, uh-huh. so it's kind of a you know, and I think he's worked on all of the previous ones, so it's kind of a. That's probably where he they, they pulled that design idea from. Right. No. No. D- d- that's definitely like where they pull that design from. A funny thing about like that Street Pass thing you mentioned, though, is Square was doing that with a lot of their DS games at the time because that did it. Right. Um, uh, the World Ends with You also did it. Oh, um, I didn't. You know what? I have that game on DS. I didn't realize it did it. Uh, Dragon Quest Nine also did it. Uh, I can see that. 
And so they were experimenting with like proto Street Pass stuff right. before Nintendo started doing the Street Pass stuff with all of their other um, right uh, exactly because with, with the 3ds right yeah because uh, with uh, with 3dot with Dream Dot Distance that was on 3ds and that actually was that actually had like Street Pass and so it was much easier to actually like do that whole thing other than this game was because like this game literally was like. You're supposed to keep the game on yeah, and sleep mode. I, I used to do that with um, Dragon Quest Nine. Is I would have I would take my my DS to work. Yeah. Keep the game on for as long as I could in my pocket and walk yeah. around, do my work. And you know, I think over the course of six months of me doing that, I probably got like a dozen passes. But oh wow, you know, I uh, this was something like I wanted to try out in conventions, but then like my problem was by the time. I went to a convention. I was not actively playing this game, so I forget about it. I get that. Yeah. yeah. So, so with the you know the DS version, obviously is recoded. They added more story elements, and originally the mobile game it was supposed to fill in the story between two and what the next game was supposed to be, in which that 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 time the plan was supposed to be three. Oh, uh, because like this literally was like, oh, let's not keep people waiting on Kingdom Hearts, and like with them not not realizing that. So I guess at that point, what was the next game? Well, uh, like that was the thing; they weren't sure what the next game because uh, that was also when Nomura was working on Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus, and uh, like you know he like when he was working on that, he was like, oh, I'm not gonna work on Kingdom Hearts three until I finish. Uh, 13 verses, and we know what happened with 13 verses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, didn't come out until 2016, late 2016. Right. It was a 10 year development. As a different game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically what happened with, uh, with this. So, like, it just kind of like, it, it just was for something for what they weren't expecting it to be. Uh, so the DS version, they took the narrative and retweaked it. To be more of a precursor for Dream Dot Distance, and uh, the big thing with this one because uh, you know we had uh, before we had three five eight over two, we had Birth by Sleep. Those were two games that were before Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, this one was hey, we are continuing after Kingdom Hearts two. Like they like this is like okay, we're finally progressing story. We we're not doing any more uh, fill in. Uh, things and uh, gameplay wise uh, this was not my favorite gameplay um, I'll be honest like uh, this played this played like the the uh, three five eight over two um, with the DS's limited controls no analog stick especially I just played birth by sleep this came a year after birth by sleep wow and um, like so it was like hard going back to like these like uh, primitive uh, controls and then like they also try to add in like some of the birth by seep elements into it like uh the keyblades could level up um which i was like okay uh i mean that that wasn't that bad uh, but then they also tried to do that whole melding thing like where your uh commands also can level up and then you can put two together but it was nowhere near as like great as uh birth by sleep because birth by sleep you know you 
you had like uh, combinations you could do to make different ones. This one you can just put whatever two together, and then it would just be like whatever like the uh, thing just like uh, uh, programmed it uh, oh. to be. So like it was like so you could you you could end up like missing out on a lot of commands uh, that way. Um, and the only cool thing I did like about it was the leveling up system. Uh, so imagine. Uh, imagine the grid system from Final Fantasy X, where you had those spheres. Yeah. But they're computer chips, and you put them, you put them in, and then like so, every time you level up, um, you would gain a level up chip, and then you would put that chip into your grid thing, and and then like if you connected some of the things together, you can actually like double and triple, uh, like so you can actually like put in, you can like easily like, triple like your levels. Uh, that way you can get up to like you know like from like 10 to 30 in a um in a good like uh, uh in a in a fast sweep and then also like there you would unlock what they called cheats where uh like one of them was you can set the difficulty so at any point in the game if you wanted if you felt the game was too hard you can set it to beginner it's not like you had to like go and make a new game uh to to reduce down the difficulty, you can actually put it down down there. Uh, there's even I'm, there, this one I did like for my second playthrough. There's one where you can just you can hit all the enemies with one hit and they instantly go. This mechanically sounds like an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was the I will say the only saving grace about this game, only saving grace of what I loved about this for just for replayability. You did not need to make a new save to redo the story. Like, if you wanted to redo the story, you, you just go to the world, and it would just do everything all over again. So, like, so that way, like, if you, that way, like, it's almost like New Game Plus, but without, like, you have to complete the game. Okay. To do new that's game. very, that's very strange. Yeah. No, it, it, it was. Um, but, um... The reasons why I don't like this game is, uh, it's another retread of Kingdom Hearts One. That is my that's, and I was gonna bring that up. That is my number one complaint. Is this is now the third time we are basically playing the events of Kingdom Hearts One with this kind of background thread going of, oh, things are slightly changing, but it's still a majority this the same game as Kingdom Hearts One. Yeah. So and, like I, it, it was like okay, we had this we had this kind of thing. In in Chain of Memories, but at that time, Chain of Memories was the second game, and this was like that was the it was a handheld game to keep us um um entertained before Kingdom Hearts Two came out. The, like now we're like I don't know we're uh, like eight or nine years into this franchise, and it's like okay we're going we're going back to Trevor Sound we're going back like uh two of the three Disney worlds you go to are. Uh, worlds that you played one, two, eight, uh, yeah, one and two, and then Enchanted Memories, and like one of them, it it was also in Birth by Sleep, like it, it it was like okay, yeah, I was I was I did not I honestly and legitimately did not know what to expect going into Recoded, yeah. So when I started it up, uh, I was sitting there with a girlfriend, and we were watching the opening video, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, yeah. By everything that it's showing, and I'm like, okay, it's showing stuff that happened in Kingdom Hearts One and uh, Kingdom Hearts Two, and 
you know, uh, three five eight over over uh, seven or whatever two. two, and it's showing scenes from all of the stuff. And I go, okay, so this is very obviously going to be post Kingdom Hearts two because we're seeing a bunch of stuff that happened in Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I didn't even point that out. Uh, the girlfriend pointed it out because I was like, "What is even going on?" And she goes, "Is this happen after Kingdom Hearts 2? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So story wise, this is after Kingdom Hearts 2. I think also I think I was like a little disappointed because uh, so three five eight over two was like all like Kingdom Hearts characters and everything, and then the way that this game was like advertised, um, like. It was like, oh, this one's more about Mickey, Donald, and Goofy and everything. And uh, Gemini plays a big uh, role. Yeah. And so I'm here thinking like, oh, like Mickey's going to, like finally a Kingdom Hearts game that Mickey is going to be a main character in. And like, no, it's still Sora. Like, you know. You, it's you, not even Sora. It, it's Data Sora. Uh, also, uh, speaking of Gemini, uh, before we start, I do want to note is that uh, unfortunately the voice actor Eddie Carroll, who did the voice of Gemini in the... First two games and uh, Chain of Memories, uh, or should I say Rechain of Memories, uh, he passed on. And and so uh, his replacement was uh, Phil uh, Snyder. And he actually did, Phil did the voice in the DS game. However, he retired, Phil retired in 2014 from voice acting. Uh, so he was replaced by... Uh, Joe Ochman, who's the current voice of Gemini, uh, and because of this uh, game and like uh, there's more uh, dialogue into it, they actually replaced all of Phil's lines with with Joe. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought that was like okay. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of interesting. It was like oh, we added more lines from him, and so instead of like mixing the two voice actors, they're like, nah, screw it. We're just gonna be re-record. Mean- I mean, it makes sense. It's I, it's the better thing to do. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that was the, the Disney decision. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if Square had that decision, they probably wouldn't have cared. They would have made, um, well, I've seen instances of, a, a good example of this is, well, a great bad example of this is um, Dragon Quest VIII. Uh-huh. When they released it on the 3DS, they added new content, and they needed yeah. to dub new lines, and everybody but one voice actor came back. And if I remember right, they didn't just... Or did they go back? I, I I don't think... I think they kept all of the original voice actors' lines in for this character. Yeah. And then they just dubbed with the new voice actor for the new portions. Oh, wow. So you can you can tell a difference between the two. Right. I'm and probably I mean, getting that wrong. Well, <laughs> I, I do know that uh, for uh, 358 um, over to... Uh, 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 for the HD cinematics, I believe Christopher Lee's lines were um, were like added, like Corey, because Corey Burton added for Christopher Lee, and I think I think he wasn't alive then. Oh, um, dude, Corey Burton, you could put those two voices side by side, and I you remember, cannot tell. Them I them. wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between the two. Christopher Lee said he couldn't tell the difference between the two, and he said, "Why are you paying me when you got this guy?" Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, sorry. So, all right, so, yeah. let's go ahead and start. Uh, you ready to start this? Yeah, so... Yeah, I was not happy when I was, like... <laughs> I, I legitimately was just like, oh, great, here we go again. Because yeah. I didn't know what to expect, yeah. and that was... I will... Okay, so I will say, comparing this to 358 over 2 for the HD cinematics, mm-hmm. this is a better narrative than 358 over 2. 
because three five David over two, all they did was just animate the and dubbed in the dialogue scenes. Mm -hmm. And in this um, cinematic, we actually they actually give us like fight scenes in it. Yeah, they had, it's, it seems like it seems like since this was a game and it's not a game anymore, there's a lot of action sequences that are just like, oh, they added this for for these. Very yeah, they added it for like you know so we can flow. The story and and I think this is a better narrative than like I said like three five eight that over two. I can agree with yeah like because the only one they added was the one that for the PS4 exclusive to the PS4 and uh, that was like afterwards um, and like it's just like but yeah this one like we actually I did like that they did that but yeah so so uh, basically this game starts off with the whole thing with Sora about to go to sleep and he's just like don't worry nominate I'll remember you right. Uh, I'll find you when I wake up, and she's right. just like, "No, no, you won't." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're not going to. Um, and then we get uh, this nice cutscene with Jiminy talking about his journals. You know, we had two journeys: one to stop the darkness, and then one to return hearts to everybody. Right, right. Um, and then you know, we notice that the first journal has gone blank for everything except except thanks, Domino. Thanks, Domino. Right, right. But then a new entry had appeared in it, and the new entry said something like, "Their hurting will be mended when you return to mend it." Um, and we learn that the journal is basically borked. We've got this magical mystery machine that Mickey has in his castle. Right. They can analyze it, and they can see all the data in there. But for some reason, it's full of bugs. Yes, it's full of bugs. So suddenly, this journal that was handwritten by Jiminy Cricket and now has like data in it and I would like you know what I would love Sure, okay. Yeah, I'm like okay, fine. Yeah, but there's bugs. Basically they're like they're basically the whole plot of this game is let's undo what was done in Chain of Memories. Oh, okay, okay. Because in Chain of yeah. Memories if you remember it was oh, everything we did in the first game uh we forgot. Yes. And, like, you would assume from the second game that Jiminy just wrote into that journal and, like, like, uh, like, because... I guess it, it, The not. second game, I guess not. I guess there was two journals, and he's just like, I'm just going to have this blank journal. Because if you remember in the second game, when they start, the first thing is like, hey, what happened? And then they open it up, and it's just, all it says is just, thanks, nominee. Yeah. Yeah. He probably got too scared to continue writing in that journal, so he... I guess so, on. yeah. He thought it was a death note. So what, what do they do? They go, we need... To get into the to, into the memory of this journal and fix all of this, how do we do that? Let's create a fake Sora. Yes, let's give him a fake Keyblade. Right, exactly. They, yes. And it's not just it's it's Kingdom Hearts One Sora. Right, right. Yes, it's Young Sora with Kingdom Hearts Two Sora voice. Yeah. Well, I would love to see them actually try to de-age. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny though. So, yeah. So you know, Sora gets created, and he's just like, "Huh? What? Right. Who are you? You know me? Okay, I guess I'll do this." Right, right, right. Because exactly. he's got the memories of, because like, all of the memories are still in the journal, but for some reason, all the data is corrupted. So he, Sora, is the Tron of Jiminy's journal. Right. Pretty he's much. The watchdog. He's gonna destroy all the viruses. Yeah. Um. So we get into our uh, first episode, which is Destiny Islands. Yeah. Uh, first, we see a hooded figure. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. We first we see a hooded figure. Uh, you know, same cloak as uh, Destiny uh, or Organization Thirteen, not Destiny for Thirteen. 
Uh, yeah, and like so, and like he's basically like you know giving this ominous thing. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, and then he just walks into a portal and just he's, right. He's gone. And you're just like, ah, oh, here we go again. Here, yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, gameplay wise, like basically uh, in this um, in this game, you're there's these blocks um, with the that's that red and black uh, blocks yeah. throughout, and you gotta like hit all these. And then once you hit them enough, and then it's like, oh no, there's a secret back door. So you gotta find like a tear in the um, in the code in the in the level, and then that takes you into this other uh, portion where you have to like uh, uh, like destroy all the blocks and the enemies and the corrupted uh, uh, enemies, um, and then the room turns from red to blue, uh, like you know, so like. Uh, because that was my other problem with this game was like there was like nothing exactly new into it and then like when they introduced us to like a new portion like I was like oh this is all different and everything it becomes very same after like after your first like two times doing it uh, so it's Castle Oblivion all over for you again pretty much yes it was pretty much Castle Oblivion all over for me again so uh, yeah so yeah you you know I you know the gameplay I don't the, yeah. these blocks are all over yeah Mickey you know Mickey the the, the voice of God from the sky is yeah. talking to Sora you know uh, and he explains the whole situation to Sora to, yeah to Digi Sora to to fake Sora yeah um so you know he finds the keyhole in the right. secret place activates the keyhole yeah and he has fights, to fight fights, big... a, fights a Digi no heart yeah kills yeah. it seals the keyhole. Uh, then we, I think we have, um, the hooded figure up here. Right. And he said, I think he was just like, gosh, what did he say? There's a road for the taking if you end the world's aching. Uh-huh. There's a lot of these kind of rhyming. Yeah, a lot of, of these, like, of, rhyming limericks. In yeah. It. So, and, you know, you, you basically lock the world again. So I was like, all right, we're doing this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's except, doing this again. Except oh. in, in, in the journal this time. And the hooded figure shows up. More or less at the end of every uh, episode. War, episode slash world whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we do that. We lock the world. We get out of there, and then we see a cutscene with uh, Riku walking right. through a, a dark portal. And at this point, we know that's Sanard. Yeah. Well, uh, not not Sanard. Uh, Ansem. 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 Yeah, yes. It, Ansem. It, it, which it, 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 Ansem is, with nobody. Which. Is Xehanort. We now know it's Xehanort. But, like, yeah. This is, like, Ansem Nobody. Yeah. Um, and, but, yeah. And this was, like... And then, like, Jiminy was, like, I don't remember. And I, I'm going to say this. Jiminy, first, how is Destiny Islands in your journal? Because Jiminy was not in Destiny Islands. That's true. And, like, not. because, like, then he was, like, I don't remember this. I'm, like, wait, no. How do you remember any of this? Like, did, like, like, you know, like, this is, like, where my plot, like, the big plot hole. I'm like, oh come on, wait a minute. Well, I, I, I guess that Sora like gave well, him detail. No, I they give a line later in, a, in an episode yeah. that just that just seals that plot hole shut because they can do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that, so, I, mean, I, I mean that's true. To be honest, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll just mention that when we get there. But yeah. now um, he disappeared, like Sora disappeared, digital yeah. Sora disappears, and he appears in Traverse Town. Right, like which is the did. which is actually episode two of the original coded game. Yeah, which is our second world in the DS game. Now I'm gonna say this for uh, for the DS game, like 
each world um had its own like uh little thing um and, and like yeah you had your own like mission like it they did a way to so each world kind of felt uh different and new it still was the same game gameplay you still had like uh hit all the blocks but this one this in traverse town you had to track down and find uh all three huey doing louis you had to find all the triplets yeah you were specifically tasked by sid to do that uh, right had, and like and they, they all these... had a piece they had all they all had like a piece of a light a fragment puzzle. yeah what it yeah was called. yeah it, it, like it was like oh they go together and like the thing is like it was all like a big ang- right angle l kind of thing and, yeah. I, and like i was like i was like this doesn't go together at all like it's because like at the end it makes a keyhole um but it does not even represent a keyhole if you put all four pieces together you get a square like i mean and the fourth piece we got from the hooded figure right right he shows up he shows up yeah uh, he doesn't even say anything he just throws the light fragment at sora yeah sora goes oh you have a light fragment yeah and then they create the keyhole yeah it creates a keyhole so um now uh here in the boss we don't uh, we don't actually see the boss in no for this one it was very quick it was kind of like a flash of light right yeah because he holds up the keyblade the light flashes yeah the the mickey and crew are watching on the other side of the screen it's really really bright Right, and it flashes like ah Uh, yeah Uh." yeah and but yeah he's back yeah, and so the boss in this in this level was uh, the guard armor, the first boss you fought in. That's in the, what I figured. Yeah. Um, now, what they did was also because uh, each world also had a little gimmick uh, with uh, with the bosses, and for this boss, it was a uh, 2D side scroller, auto scroller, like a Mario game where you had to like kind of jump and like uh, like. And then you had like uh like all of them you had like special powers and everything and like you would use it to break the blocks. Basically, you want to make sure that you did not uh like you did not get like the level to go past you. Like if you got stuck between a block, then you had to do it um over again. But yeah, and then and then at the end you fight uh you fight the guard armor and is it and it's like a two D uh uh fight bo- oh, boss. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. There, there were some interesting elements in this game, but yeah. So then, yeah. As as you said, after that, he goes through the keyhole. Uh, bright light going then, in. Then, then we see Pluto. Uh, you know, at, as in Kingdom Hearts one, as Donald, Sora, Goofy all meet yeah. over in I think like Area Two or wherever that was. Right, right, right. Uh, we see Pluto walk through a, a darkness portal. Right. And the Jiminy exclaims, "Hey, I didn't write that." Right, exactly. It's but now like, we know where Pluto went. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you all got, these years later, all these years later, we find oh, that's what happened. He found like one of those uh, Organization Thirteen portal, like you know. So does that mean is does that mean Pluto's in Org Thirteen? Because he's gone through a lot of those portals. He at this has point. been going through a lot of those portals, but um, I mean, but it kind of explains how he ended up in Castle Oblivion. That is true. That's like, true. That's true. Like, yeah. Because, uh, obviously, like, you know, we could say, like, he was following Marluxia or something. Mm-hmm. Or someone. Um, and just happened. Somebody. Yeah. So, at this point, Heartless appeared in Disney Castle. Yeah. Which, I immediately went, that shouldn't happen because of the cornerstone. That, right. That's right. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, did I was did a writer fell asleep in the job? No. I, I legitimately thought that for a moment. And 
uh, I was just like, wait a second, this shouldn't actually happen. Like, this, what's, yeah, something's going on. Right, right, something like, has to be going on because something. obviously this this franchise cares about it so much that we had to have finally figure out like what happened <laughs> to how Pluto ended up at uh, Castle Oblivion. Right. So then we get in, like we we keep getting new page entries in the journal. Yeah, and the, the I think. This one was undo the hurt to unbar the way. Right. So we're, you know, we're repairing the journal, so we're unbarring the way slowly. So then we find ourselves in Wonderland. Right. So, yeah, this is the uh, third episode. Um, and so for Wonderland, the, the gameplay, what it was, and the, Wonderland, I sighed so much when I first played this game because I was already getting that uh, chain of memories feeling into it. And then this one literally was the same plot as Chain of Memories, where everyone has forgotten everything, and you had yep. to go around and find everyone's inkling. Yeah, inklings, and that was their memory. And like, so once you found it, then like you would like talk to somebody, and uh, like you know you would like talk to like a card or Alice, and they'll be like, oh. I wanted to, like, you know, the card would be like, oh, I was uh, painting something. What was I painting? And you had to, like, answer Rose. But you had to find the inkling that said Rose on it. Uh, that doesn't sound fun. No, oh, God, no. And then also, this this portion of the game also had, uh, like, you know, what games love to do in stealth missions. And this is not, like, Metal Gear Solid stealth. This is Ocarina, Ocarina of Time stealth, like where, like, the guards are, like, walking around... And you just kind of, like, you have to, like, make sure they don't see you. And, like, just really imagine, like, that that part, that, that beginning part of Ocarina Time you only did, like, three times throughout this level. Boy, oh, boy. I'm glad yeah. I didn't actually play this, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah. At no. this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody's forgotten everything. You're having to, you're having to do all that. Um, the hooded figure shows back up again. I forget if he actually says anything or not. Um, Mickey and the crew, we flash back to Mickey and the crew, and they're ruminating, well, they lost their memories. Is this Nominee's doing? Right, right. Uh, I do want to also note that, uh, Alice is voiced by Jennifer Hale now, like, uh, Catherine Beaumont, um, I, I guess, like, she's, I guess she officially retired at this point, even though we heard her in Birth by Sleep. Gotcha. Um, but, like, yeah, she, she was not Alice, uh, this time around. So, the hooded figure also tells us that truth lies through the keyhole and then you find true memories or you know something along those right. effects so, so uh before we uh and then he jump seals, seals the keyhole yeah yeah so uh before we jump into the the next episode slash world uh i do want to talk about this boss fight uh this actually was one of my favorite ones uh so this one you fought Trickmaster, like you know same boss you fought in in kingdom hearts one and uh chain of memories but uh this one it was kind of like the gummy missions. Um, it, like imagine like a gummy mission as an endless runner. So you would like you know uh, you had the thing to lock onto enemies and also like uh, the barriers and everything. You would like and you and you would uh, you know bl uh, blast it away uh, like you know because your keyblade at this point can like shoot stuff now. Um, so you're constantly running. You're chasing a, you're chasing down um, like Trickmaster and you're blasting the things. And then like at one point, what Trickmaster does is he starts distorting reality and like you're now like um instead of like running on the ground you're now you're wandering on the side of the wall and then you're running on the ceiling and then and it's all these things and like i said gameplay wise was a lot like 
gummy ship. Just imagine gummy ship like mixed in with an endless runner. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, it it was fun. I like. I actually enjoyed this one. This so the boss fights actually sound like the funnest part of the game. The so boss far. fights were the funnest parts of the the, the non fun part was like freaking doing the uh, going through like the the back door and trying to uh, clear out all the floors. Um, that was just I don't know. That was just like it sounds a, tedious. It was very tedious and like it was like it was fun the first time you did it, but like it was like after a while, I was like, okay, I'm done with this uh, kind of thing. But yeah. So after we do all that, and after you yeah. fight Trickmaster, which we don't actually get to see. Yeah, we don't get to see, unfortunately. Um, because it was the, the cage drops, and you just go and seal the keyhole. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, and then we find the hooded figure again in, inside Wonderland, and he just kind of regurgitates that the world is connected. Memory and reality are now tied. And I'm like, all right, so are we going to get real Sora in here now? What's going to happen? Right. And um, then... Datasora appears in Mickey's chambers, and right. I go, "Oh, it went the other way," and then I got faked out again as uh, as Data Riku appears as well. And right, I go, that, if we have a Data Riku I'm now, because like, it it was the hooded figure because right. he got his hood down. And right, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm just like, "All right, what is going on?" Right, right. And then right. we come to learn that actually, when that bright flash of light happened in Traverse Town, it pulled Mickey and the crew. Into the data, uh, into the into data the journal. S- they call it the datascape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is the datascape. Because and this is why Chippendale is not with them anymore. Yeah. And like you know, we and then we cut the Chippendale, and they're like, Mickey, where are you? And we come to learn that D- Data Riku is actually the journal's memories taken form as Riku. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, he took it the form of Riku. So Because he took it the form of someone that they recognize. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, all right. Things are already wild enough. Sure. Sure. Why why not? At this point, it's like, why not? Okay, the why journal the, the journal is a data thing, and now he can talk. Let, I, I accept this at this point. Yep, let's, let's do it. So... Uh, then, then someone tries to, I guess, hack into uh, the journal, and, de- and and journal Riku stops him from doing it, and he goes, "I believe our the source of this is at the Olympus Coliseum." Right. So Sora's just like, "I'll go." I'll go, and like, I mean, at the at this point, it's like, really, like, who else can really go? I mean, uh, it's either Sora or Mickey, and like, you know, because Mickey it's, has a key. At least Mickey has a real keyblade. Mickey Mickey has a real keyblade. In the datascape. Yeah. So Sora goes to Olympus Coliseum. Right. And this one, so this episode, yeah, so to speak, had a lot more story than all of the previous ones. It by, does. By a, by, a, by a fair amount. By a fair amount, yes. This is like when they finally get some stuff like in there. Um, and uh, so I'm going to say this. Uh, Olympus Coliseum, my favorite uh, level. Of the uh, of, DS of, game. Of Recoded? Of Recoded, yes. Yeah. Okay. And you, this would be your favorite uh, level at all uh, as well. Because is it a rhythm game? It is not a rhythm game. It is a turn-based RPG. Uh, you have piqued my interest. Yes. So this one, so this one, all your battles is a turn-based um, RPG. And if I remember correctly, it plays more like uh, Mario and Luigi, like where you have to like uh, press time the your attacks and yeah, or yeah. time your defense and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And then uh, your party is Sora, Hercules, and Cloud. You yeah. actually have a chance to actually have like Cloud. That's in- awesome. Yeah. So um, it w- this one I was actually really fun. To be honest, I wanted like more 
of stuff like this. Because, like, uh, Traverse Town and, uh, and uh, Alice in Wonderland... It was just like it was still like the same game. You just you just have like okay, I'm I'm doing a new mission kind of thing. This one was like oh, we broke all the rules with the game gameplay, and it was like a really fresh uh, like just change up uh, and everything. So because as you mentioned, like the only interesting parts of the other two were the boss fights, um, and I, here we still have like you know the the, the stupid uh, red floors. You got turned into bl- uh, blue. You, you you still have have that, but then like. Once that is over, then you're like going back and uh, bashing Heartless like you are in uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, uh, Chain of Memories, and then you're into this uh, turn-based uh, thing. And I liked it. I really liked it. It was a nice. And this is one like after you beat it, it was like, oh, you can you can do more floors in this uh, labyrinth because that's what happened to Olympus Coliseum. It turns into a labyrinth. Yeah, that's what the text entries for this one specifically said because this one had more text entries than the other two, I think, combined. Yeah, and oh, also, uh, I like that the text entries were read by Mickey Mouse instead of, like, you just reading it yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like, but yeah, this one, this by far is the best part of the game. So, yeah, uh, uh Basically, the, the, the blocks have kind of messed up everything, so uh, Phil sends you into the labyrinth to find Hercules. Right. Um, so we find Hercules, and he goes, uh, obviously it's Hades. It's always Hades. Right. Hades, you know, we'll, we'll do it. So we go into the maze together to stop him, and then Cloud appears, and I go, okay, we're doing this again. Yeah. Cloud is being manipulated by Hades. Hades, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I we, mean, we actually, you know, it's actually a pretty good cutscene, too. Yeah. Uh, for, for all of this. Uh, and they fight. Yeah. And, Hades, and, and, and I love the fact that we actually have, like, animated fight scenes in this. I yeah. mean, it really, to be honest, this, this is what 358 over 2 was missing. And uh, Cloud stops. Hades from basically killing Hercules and Sora. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he realizes, oh, you're just using me. Uh, all right, cool. Fantastic. So he runs off into the maze, yeah. into, the, into the labyrinth. Right. So we're he, the conversation with Hades is just like, it's me, but mm, not really. No, it's right. not me. It's someone else, but I'm just having fun. Right. So we chase after Hades into the maze, and we find Cloud... Uh, this is all text entry at this point. Right. Uh, we go into the maze. We find Cloud. He's so steeped in his own despair that he can't hear us. We save him. He right. joins us. Right. We continue right. Right. on. Uh, and then we get further in and fight Cerberus. Fight Cerberus. And uh, we actually get to see the fight with Cerberus. Yes, yes. We see the fight with Cerberus. Um, I will say so. Uh, in the DS game, like... At one point, like when they go to Cerberus, it was like, oh, like Hercules, like, oh, that's Cerberus. And like Cloud actually says, Cerberus, I've heard that name before. <laughs> I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's pretty good. So then we team up on Hades after that. Right. And then he, Hades is just like, ah, whatever. I'm immortal. I'm done with this. See you later. Right. And he, he runs off. And we get our first screen of this happening, but it goes. Data, uh, data uploading, data uploading. Right, ten percent. Ten, like, or it was data recovering, yeah. data recovering, ten percent. Yeah. I go, we're, I, I, but at this point, I'm like, we're about forty five minutes into into the cinematics, and it's only at ten percent recovery. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's like, oh man, this is gonna be, this is gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while. But then, surprise, surprise, 
something that wasn't in the journal before, Pete appears. Right. And you just go, uh... Oh, uh, like, yeah. What? Like, like us as audience, like, wait a minute, Pete was in the second game, not the first game. But, like, even uh, uh Mickey, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are like, wait a minute, this yeah. didn't happen. And P even Pete's just like, yeah, I got in here. And then he kind of, like, specially teleports out, right? Yeah. Um, and then... We run into the tele like the teleporter that he summons, like the org thirteen members summon their little darkness yeah. doors, and we find ourselves in Agrabah. Yep, yep. So yeah, at this point, this is episode five, um, and this is actually our last uh, Disney World, surprisingly. <laughs> um, and oh, uh, I Good. do want to note that uh, Iago, the uh, this is the final time. That Gilbert Godfrey voices Iago. Really? I was wondering about that. Yeah, uh, it was something I looked up just this morning, actually. Because I was, like, looking up uh, some trivia stuff um, of this game just to kind of, like, uh, bring up in this podcast. And that was one I just was not expecting. And I was like, and that, that was like, yeah, that makes sense. He didn't really voice Iago. There was really no, other than the live-action movie, which he had no voice, uh, there was really not much, like, you know, in, like, for Aladdin. It wasn't like there was, like, an Aladdin special or anything like that. So, yeah, this was his uh, final uh, voice. This is also the first time Kingdom Hearts uses Genie's new official voice. Who, uh, I will add, I know who the, I, I know, I, I didn't, I had to look this up, and yeah. I didn't know him by name, but when I saw a picture of him, I go, oh, this guy, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. He does a pretty good impression of Robin Williams. He, I, to be honest, he does a better impression of Robin Williams than T Dan Castanella. Well, Dan Castanella wasn't doing a, a Robin Williams impression. He was basically toning down his Homer. Yeah, yeah. He, to be honest, that's what that's exactly what he was doing. Um, and uh, I, I know I mentioned this in uh, when we talked about Kingdom Hearts One, but Dan Castanella does not voice Gen Genie more because. He's making Simpsons money. Yeah, uh, he, he was making it, yeah. Simpsons money back then, but Simpsons money now is much more than what it was then. then. Yeah. So he does not need to be like, oh yeah, this is Disney project. I don't, he doesn't need to do those anymore. Right. Even though Disney owns the Simpsons at now, this point? Disney does own. You know what? Now that they, do, I'm wondering if they can actually like. Pull, I I doubt they'll pull him back, but I wonder if they're gonna be like, oh hey, uh, yeah. I, I I now like realize that I forgot that. Um, the Fox is now a Disney property. <laughs> uh, uh, gameplay of this one, uh, to be honest, this was, I, I think because it comes right after, uh, uh right after uh, Olympus Coliseum, um, one, I didn't remember it much. I actually had to look this one up, um, and it pretty much plays like all the other levels, uh, like, you know, you're, uh, you go into the Cave of Wonders and you have to like, uh, avoid traps and that kind of stuff. There's like, uh, booby traps, um, all over the place. Uh, and then, um, boss wise, uh, the boss was actually kind of like not interesting as well, only because it's the same boss fight like you had in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Chain of Memories. It's, it's the exact same boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same boss fight. Just like just different. I, uh, things. I do like how they got there, though, because it's basically the same story from Kingdom Hearts 1, except Pete hooked Jafar up with a with a digital lamp. Yes, he and hooked he up was, with a digital and lamp. He, and he stops time, so he stops Aladdin, and he stop, and he takes Jasmine, and he, and he disappears off into the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. 
And it is yeah. so clear that they could not get uh, Scott Wagner and uh, Linda Larkin uh, for this game because they have no lines. Oh, they have no lines? Okay. And so Sora goes and finds the genie, and this is where we hear Genie's voice. Yeah. And we, 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 we get actually a, a fun cutscene with, with Genie about that. Um, about re- re- the first one was like returning everything to how it was before, but it didn't solve the stop spell that R- Jafar had cast on Aladdin. Because only the per- you know I'm sorry ironclad rule only the person that casts the spell can undo it right so Sora's like all right well then just take me to the villain right <laughs> so right 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 we get ported the we get we get ported to uh, Jafar Jafar uses the last digital lamp wish to become a genie yeah to become a genie yeah it's basically the same boss fight again yeah 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 this really was the same boss fight you fight you 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 hit iago except this time instead of him carrying like the black lamp he's carrying he's carrying a digital like lamp that's just kind of like fading in and so and and more or less the same thing happens hey it's it's he's a genie now it's a lamp yeah they have it's it's a cage so we take it, we trap Jafar in the digital lamp, and poof, it disappears. Right, yeah. Yeah, he disappears. Uh, I did like, like, Genie was like, oh, by the way, you have some more wishes. And he was like, you know what? Give those wishes give those wishes to Aladdin. He knows what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was like, I mean, I was kind of happy at least this was a different story. Um, like, Just, a, yeah, it was different enough. It was different enough. It was like... Even though, like, the major story beats was kind of the same, it yeah. was still different enough. Yeah, it was still different enough. But, uh, yeah, I think I this one was, like, a big blank in my memory, mainly probably because of how, how much I loved Olympus Coliseum, and then, like, we went to this one. Yeah. So, and then after this, we get data recovery at 30%. Right. So, then Sora confronts Pete outside the Cave of Wonders. Right. Who then says, hey, hey, guess who's with me? And then Maleficent shows up. So, whoosh, Maleficent. She's back. I mean, obviously, she didn't really go anywhere. She's back, baby. Yeah, that's right. And she (laughs) shows up, and she sees Sora, and she's like, she... She's like, why are you so exasperating, child? <laughs> and she tosses him aside, then picks up his fake Keyblade and destroys it. Yes, she destroys the Keyblade. And, uh, like, I mean, well, I'll talk about it uh, next week, but, like, I'm going to say the next level sucked because you had no Keyblade. Uh, it's very similar to the first time you go to Hollow Bash. It is, it? it is, yeah, yeah. Um, so she destroys the Keyblade. Mickey and, and and Journal Riku step in to save Sora. Pete reveals how they, uh, how everyone got sucked into the um, into the uh, data escape. The data escape. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Because we find out like uh, Pete was like outside the room, he was sneaking up on it. Yeah. When that flat, bright flash of light happened. He miraculously he got. Uh, teleported as well yeah but apparently he also figured out some way to be able to leave and come and go at will whereas right. mickey donald and goofy had no idea right right I, I, i'm gonna just chalk it up to one he knew that he was in the journal and two he has that like that dark portal that like yeah, got, sure we'll yeah why not you know if mickey had that star shard you know maybe well you know it was un- unstable maybe he wouldn't oh. have the thing that we did miss is it, but I think before we went to Agrabah or while we, you know, the cutscenes between when it was in, in Mickey's chambers, Journal Riku goes like, "I have deeper memories than what you wrote down." Yeah. So and it's just like, all right, okay, sure. <laughs> if that explains every plot hole, like like Pluto going into the, going into the uh, portal and everything, and it's just like, all right, you've got memories that somehow exist, but 
didn't exist at the time. Hey, 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 All Scott. Right, whatever. Scott, does your does your journal that you have in your hand right now does it have deeper plot holes? Does that actually have like the secret of like why uh, Sora looks uh, Venitas looks like Sora? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> like, like we're <laughs> next next week. Scott and I will go into day escape of his journal that he's uh, been writing for Kingdom Hearts. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's let's not and say we did <laughs> exactly. So, um, so they so they figured out how to come and go, or Pete yeah. and Maleficent. Yeah, figured out how yeah, to yeah, yeah. Well. They figured out how to go and back and, and forth. And Pete's just like, well, you know what? That they that I'm just gonna cut the link. So we're all in here now. Right. Right. Um, so, and Maleficent's big plan, I'm going to take, it's like the plot to Tron Legacy, (laughs) which is Clue wants to take over the entire digital landscape and then come out into the real world and take over everything. Pretty much, yeah. So that's what Maleficent wants to do. And I'm sure Mickey's like, that's a stupid idea, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Why are you wasting your time here? There's nothing here. Right. I I don't I personally don't get why Maleficent wants to take over the the, the data scape. I, I, I really what don't is, know. What is this the is, benef- What's the benefit of it? This is such a Saturday morning cartoon plot. I mean, it, I'm it just really saying, is. like like it really is like oh hey we have these Disney characters let's just give let's give them a stupid thing and then she captures and then she captures General Riku and disappears yeah. poof gone right so you know uh, they go back to Mickey's. Uh, chambers and they're just like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and mickey's like i have an idea wait here and he leaves right yeah and Sora's is trying to come to terms that he can't summon the fake keyblade anymore so right digital Sora's is just like i can't what am i how, how am i gonna i don't know what to do mm-hmm. and uh donald and goofy say some inspiring words to him and then they turn around and he's gone that's right and where does he go to, to hollow bastion. bastion yeah and that's where we will pick it up uh, next week. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've already gone over like why well, I just don't care for this game. Um, and this game uh, is definitely not a B plot, like a C plot. This is de- this is definitely like this is this is straight up filler right. for the next project. Yes, and like I mean, I don't know what the actual plot is of the original uh coded, but like I really felt like the people who made like the recode version, they were like. They took something and they're like, let's let's get it in there so we can introduce uh, Dream Dot Distance. And like, uh, we'll find out like next week, like how everything just kind of goes into this screeching like, okay, here we go, and here, here's a preview of the next game. Oh, Cut. so it does once again. It does the JRPG thing of eleventh hour. Here's really what we're doing. Right, in which I am like. <laughs> I am ninety percent sure that was not in the original, uh, the original mobile game. Only because the original mobile game I think finished um, before three five eight over two like began. Uh, like I can't like so. Well, I mean, I mean to be fair, the secret episode of Birth by Sleep is kind of the same thing. I mean, yeah. Fight this boss, and then all of a sudden, here's a preview for a bunch of stuff coming up. Yeah. Thanks for playing. And right, just like, right. What just happened? Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this was like, I don't know, may, maybe because it came right, right like a year after Birth by Sleep, maybe maybe because it was on the DS, and maybe if it was a 3DS game, maybe I would have enjoyed it more because it probably had better controls, but, you know, this is like one, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, like, 
I would if just to watch the cinematics. The cinematics is pretty much the only interesting part about it, and they do a good job of. Like I said, the cinematics does a great job of actually like doing the narrative, and it does a better job than yeah. Three Fight Over Two. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Um, if you're interested in playing this game, uh, one, it's not it's not expensive. It's, I, it's not expensive. There's a local used game store here that has a copy of it, and they only want like fifteen or twenty bucks. Yeah, I I can't imagine anyone wanting more than fifteen bucks for it. I'm uh, surprised you weren't playing it. Uh, the DS game while. You know, we're watching the HD cinematics, you know? Uh, you know, uh, I'll be honest, I can't find my... Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I actually can't find my cart. Uh, I found my uh, uh, birth by... Not birth by sleep. Uh, 358 over 2. And then I also found uh, Dream Down Distance. And then I would I assumed it would have been um, over there, uh, but it wasn't. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, but funny enough, I do have... I actually do have a copy of the 3DS 358... Not 358, but uh, Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. Because because of me because you sold me your spare copy so I could give it to my girlfriend that's she right wanted to play it that's <laughs> so right I have and I've never played it but I've got a copy of it that's right well uh, join us next week we will talk about the last three episodes of uh, three of uh, three five eight no I wish it was three five eight no recoded <laughs> we'll talk about the the final scenes of uh, uh, recoded and yeah um uh, till next time guys. See ya. Catch you later.